Hey, what's up, everybody? We have a great Bills Dudes podcast for you. I'm doing the Bills Jets preview. Of course, that's what you're getting. That's what you sign up for. The second part is playoff scenarios, baby. I'm going to tell you who to root for this weekend, and I'm going to tell you what seed I expect the Bills to be come Monday morning and what could happen in round two. Got a lot of stuff here. It's going to be an amazing show. Please listen. Love you guys. Happy New Year. As always, the Bill Zoots podcast is unofficially sponsored by Pepsi. Pepsi wants to wish you a happy new year. And with a happy new year brings a whole new round of new choices, new decisions, new births, new you. So start the new year right and crack open maybe a Pepsi you haven't tried before, right? Like a diet wild cherry Pepsi. There's a Pepsi lime now, Pepsi zero sugar. You know, go into Pepsi land and just explore. Put on your Hernando or Cortez hat explore the forest what do you see out there in pepsi land oh oh a diet cherry pepsi that's what i want oh pepsi zero sugar you know i think about having less sugar in my life i want to lose some weight for the new year head in that direction anyway pepsi's got you covered wherever you want to go pepsi land will satisfy your needs so happy new year from the bills dudes happy new year from pepsi we love you pepsi bills dudes combination made since the beginning of time. Love you, Pepsi. Yo, what's up? It's Chris from the Bills Dudes. Welcome to another episode of the Bills Dudes podcast. It's week 18. We got a lot on the table to discuss today. More importantly, so much at stake Sunday to win the division. All the Bills need to do is win the game. They win the division. They'll have a home game in the AFC for the playoff run. They have a chance to be the three seed, the four seed, maybe the two seed to see how things shake out on Saturday with the Chiefs. I'll go through all the scenarios in a second, but first I want to talk about this team. Okay, so you remember last year, right? Last year we had that crushing, crushing heartbreak against the Arizona Cardinals, that Hail Mary play, which was ridiculous, and we lost that game. To me, that was a turning point of the season. That's where we put it into another gear. That's where we put it up another level. Because, I don't know if you remember, go look at the box scores since the Cardinals game on. We were crushing teams by 20, 30 points, just blowing the door off of teams. And I think that was the point where the Bills were like, screw this, man. We're an awesome team. We're just going to keep going for it and punish everybody that's in our way. And that's exactly what they did since that Cardinal game last year. Fast forward to this year. To me, the second half of that Tampa game, that was the great awakening that the Bills had. That was the great awakening. That's when this team realized its power, its potential. For whatever reason, we figured out like, okay, these players need to be on the field. Gabe Davis, Singletary, they need more snaps. They need more time on the field. Josh Allen needs to run the ball more. Our defense needs to be more aggressive. We started blitzing Tremaine Edmonds up the middle, which we hadn't seen all season. We started blitzing DBs from the edge, which we continue to do. As you know, we did that in the New England game. We blitzed Micah Hyde a lot from the corner. Just he, We hit him behind some, some defensive ends. So that game, the second half of the Tampa Bay, that was a great awakening. All of a sudden, the Bills were like, let's just do what we do best. Let's get our best players on the field. And look what's happened since that. We haven't lost. And we've been winning decisively. And that's what we're doing right now. We're going to go in Sunday. We're going to blow the, the, we're going to 
blow out the Jets. By, I say by 21 points, we're going to win by three touchdowns on Sunday. And we're going to establish ourselves. We're going to win the division at home. So this will be the first time that the Bills win the division at home since 1995. Tremendous, tremendous feat. Two years in a row. Who would have thought after our 17-year playoff drought, we're out here winning the division, having a home playoff game. That stadium's going to be packed. It's going to be 25 degrees. I'll be there. I can't wait. It's going to be the f- fantastic time. I'm going to be there all day. So... Let's talk about this. Now, as far as playoff seedings go, before I talk in, about the Jets-Bills preview, let me talk about playoff scenarios. I mentioned earlier we have a chance to be the two seed, the three seed, the four seed. So here's what happens. I fully expect the Bills to win. That's one chip that's going to fall into place, okay? So that gives us a record that we're going to fluctuate here. So If the Chiefs win on Saturday, a lot of the table will already be set. So if the Chiefs win Saturday, they clinch the two seed and we can't go up to the two, which potentially sets up a matchup again with the Bills going to KC again in round two. But we'll talk about that in a second. With the Bills win, it all matters what the Bengals do after that, because a Bengals win. Now they're they're not favored in this game. They're an underdog. Joe Burrow's sitting out. Joe Mixon's sitting out. If they win that game, they'll have clinched the three seed. If they lose that game, the Bills move up to the three seed, which is important. I'll tell you this reason. If the Bills would stay at the four seed, there's a pretty good chance we would wind up playing New England in the first round. And while I think we are a better team than New England, the weather conditions kind of lean a little bit more towards New England where they can establish to run a little bit more and use their tight ends. And I think that plays to their favor. A good weather day, it definitely tilts our way. So I don't want to say I want to avoid the Pats, but any other team that comes in, I think we have an advantage over, except the Colts. Now the Colts, they also have a strong running game and they have a better offensive line than the Patriots. That would not be ideal matchup either. So what I'm telling you is this. This is the perfect ideal scenario for how the playoffs should shake out that's most favorable to the Bills to move along, okay? I'll tell you this. Chiefs win. They clinch the two. Bills win. They clinch the division. They get the three because the Bengals lose. The Bengals are the four seed. So this is how it goes. Chiefs two, Bills three, Bengals four. In that scenario, if the Patriots win, they're the five seed. The seventh seed in that scenario would be the Colts. And the reason why I jump from five to seven is the Raiders and Chargers have a big game on Monday night. As strange as it may seem, if the Raiders win Sunday night, which who the hell knows, this team is the most Jekyll and Hyde team that we've seen in years, they can jump up to the sixth seed. So that would be Bills Raiders, three versus six, which I think is a very advantageous matchup for the Bills. And that would be our first round game. Bills Raiders, a classic playoff game. Remind you of the 51 3 game. I don't think we've played them in the playoffs since that point. Derek Carr's never started a playoff game. Uh, the Raiders had this crazy tumultuous year. Their wide receiver murdered somebody and their dog. Um, John Gruden got fired, and yet they're one game away from going to the playoffs and coming to our house. Amazing, right? The other part of the scenario that works in our favor is we have the Chiefs playing the Colts. Those are two teams that. I don't know if, I mean, we'll see them, but honestly, you'd prefer the Colts kind of beat up the Chiefs 
and run the ball and maybe they can hold the Chiefs to uh, 21 points and they can kind of squeak out that game. If that scenario happens, I mean, honestly, if the if the Colts and Chiefs play, that spread would probably be five, five and a half points uh, in the favor of the Chiefs. But, you know, two two teams are going to knock each other out. So in that scenario, maybe the Colts upset the Chiefs. And, and, and if that's the case, then we have a home game um, playing the Colts to go to the AFC Championship, which would be fantastic. And then further down the line, you have the Bengals and Patriots playing. And whatever happens there is fine. I, I expect the Bengals have a little bit more firepower, and, and I think they would most likely win that game. And in that case, in the second round, would look like this. It would be titans Bengals. Bills would play the Chiefs or the Colts. We already beat the Chiefs at Kansas City earlier this year, but they're a different team. Their defense showed up. Chris Jones did not play in that game. I think a lot of people forget to mention that. He did not play in that Sunday night game, and that is a big deal. And that would kind of be our scenario there. So I don't know. It looks pretty good. And then, you know what? Let's just say the Bengals upset the Titans. What? We're hosting the AFC Championship game? We're playing the Bengals at home to go to the Super Bowl? What? What is this? And that's totally possible. The Bengals can totally upset the Titans. So it looks like from what I'm reading from the news headlines is the Bengals are just kind of throwing this game away. I don't know if they're they're trying to tank for the four seed to play the Pats in the first round, but Joe Mixon's out, Burrow's out. They don't give a crap about this game. And I think that's what they're doing. I think they're like, we'll take the four seed. That's fine. doesn't matter where the Bengals, I, I guess. Is, is is that what they say? That But they say like, who day? Who, who day going to beat the Bengals? Who day? Okay. And that's, that's great. That is, holy cow. Bills as a three seed, I think is the ideal scenario. So here's what we need to do come this weekend for playoff um, vested interest. We go, we root for the Chiefs. Okay. Then on Sunday, Browns and Raiders. We need Browns and Raiders to win. Those two teams win home game versus the Raiders, which I think is the easiest first round matchup out of any of the teams. And we move on to the next round. Probably going to be going to Kansas City, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Perfect, right? Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this Bills Jets preview. Yo, what's up? You know what time it is. That's right. Stats. To impress the ladies. Here we go. The Bills are 0-5 in one-score games. If we win all those games this year, we're 15-1. and And we're the number one seed. That's something. How about this? Josh Allen is the only quarterback... To throw for 100 touchdowns and rush for 30 touchdowns in his first four seasons. That jersey and those cleats are in the Hall of Fame. You like that, don't you? Stats to impress the ladies. All right, here we go. Bill's Jets. I got a couple things to say about this game. So the Bills will want to just wrap this thing up and move on, win the division, keep everybody healthy, uh, play the starters as a limited amount as possible. That's all fine. Okay. But the other thing about it is I'd like to see them kind of 
establish an identity in this weather scenario because I looked at the forecast for the next week for our home playoff game. It's going to be the same. It's going to be in the 20s, icy, cold, maybe some snow. So I'd like to see Josh Allen throw a better ball in these elements. I know he can. I know he could rip it. So i like to see that happen. And maybe sometimes he's, like, he's got to take a little bit of mustard off, especially when it's cold to get his receivers a feel for it. Or maybe they just need to adjust the way he throws the ball in cold weather. Either or, i just like to see him more comfortable with his throws and put a little bit less or more on it, depending on the conditions of the game. The other thing is, and I've really enjoyed it the last couple of weeks, the running game's kind of found its groove. i like to see that g- keep going. And um, i like to see more Ryan Bates in there. I think he did a great job last week against the Falcons. And Deion Dawkins was mashing people. So to me, I'd like to see those two things take place. And um, by the way, Stefan Diggs is six catches away from getting a bonus of 685000 I expect Diggs to get his six catches to get paid. Josh Allen's going to hook him up. Um, and then on the defensive side of the football, I think everybody's doing a good job out there. Now, Dane Jackson and Levi Wallace have been fine back there. I, I think that in our schemes, they're not too exposed and they have helped in certain scenarios and certain down distances, but they've kind of held up. It'll be another story playing against, you know, Jamar Chase and, and some of the Bengals receivers or playing against Tyreek Hill. But I think for now, our, our DBs, I'm really proud of how they've handled this adversity and Levi Wallace and, and Dane Jackson have stepped up. Dane Jackson's had some mistakes here and there, but he's young and he's got to get those reps in so he can get the experience. But to me, I like what's happening there. The other thing that's really popped on me the last couple of weeks is Harrison Phillips and Ed Oliver. These guys are doing stuff. I mean, this is like Thor and the Hulk on the line of scrimmage. They've somehow, I remember last year they were saying star unlocked Ed Oliver so Ed Oliver can like do his Ed Oliver things, right? But Ed Oliver is now just becoming his own entity like he doesn't need like a supporting cast he's like the rock he can put a movie out and people go see it because it's the rock we don't have to throw in other actors in there like christopher walken or um gary sinise or somebody to to make you go see the movie right so to me ed oliver is coming to his own harrison phillips is somebody who's really found his groove and i think he's kind of returned to his form before he blew out his knee two years ago and it's probably just taking them a long time to feel comfortable. But I want to see those guys get between 68 to 78% of the snaps on the line because they be, they're a force in there, definitely. Um, the other thing is F.A. Obata is doing some stuff out there that I like. He's disruptive. He's got a big body. Uh, he's aggressive. He's making plays. I Honestly, I, I think this might be the end of the road for Jerry Hughes. I haven't seen much of him, but I see a lot of pressures from Rousseau. F.A. Obata, I'd like to see that coming through. Um, of course, our linebackers are always stout. Milano and Edmonds, great job. I like to see Edmonds always be a little bit more decisive. I know people there, he's pol- he's a polarizing player in this team. Either you love him or hate him, there's nothing in between. Um, but <clears throat> those things, if they happen on defense, that's what I want to look for in this game. And I want to see them carry that to the following week. So what what are we doing with this Jets team? This Jets team faced a Tampa team where they had it in the bag last week and they, they blew it. They let it slip away. Uh, Tommy, Tommy Brady threw a touchdown with, I believe 
18 seconds left, and Tampa won that game. That's, of course, the game where Antonio Brown went went bonkers and took his uh, shoulder pads off and pieced out and ran off the field. But to me, um, Zach Wilson can be dangerous outside of the pocket sometimes, so that's one thing we need to keep a spy on. But I don't know if Eli Moore's playing or Michael Carter. Some of their skill players may or may not be out, but if I'm the Jets, of course you want to keep momentum going. That Robert Sala is a competitive guy. He's a fired-up dude. He's very mercurial. He's going to want to win the game and carry that win into next season. But honestly, I mean, if the Jets lose this game, it improves their draft position, and it's cold. They probably just want to get off the field. But it is their last game of the year, so a lot of people are playing for their next job, their next contract. So let's not just assume that this team's just going to lay down because, you know, like I said, they, they hung up 20-something points on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week, and they're looking to get some, uh, have some more positives going to next season. So let's take a look at that. Also, I don't know if you've seen it floating around Twitter. Um, the last time the Bills won the AFC East at home, was against the Dolphins in 1995. That's a long time. I think that's one reason that we should go to that game and fill it up because as somebody who's been there for when we've clinched a division, it is an amazing feeling when that happens. It's just, you, you think about the entire season, Every there's a culmination of all these events and games we had, games we should have had, blah, 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 whatever. And uh, I don't know, it's it's cool to see that them win the division that they accomplished one of the goals that they set out before the season started and it's super fun um it also reminds me of the time where the bills won the division against the jets 9-6 hello anybody remember that 1988 fans rushed the field tore down the goalposts. people saw pieces of the goalpost off and own it the pieces of this goalpost have been floating around for decades Maybe I'll try to get one one day. I don't know if it's on eBay, but I would love to have one of those pieces. Um, and that was amazing as well. I think that's the last time we tore the goalpost down. I think people were getting nervous, and now the goalposts pop down, so people aren't tearing them down. But what a fun day that was, right? All right, so let's just talk about this game a little bit more. Um, I expect the Bills to try to run the ball, get that going. Uh, Josh Allen take a lot of low-risk throws, you know, stuff over the middle, um, get some points, get off the field, get some points, get off the field, and just be less sore going into next week's playoff game. And from the Jets' side, you know, like I said, Zach Wilson's trying to find his groove. He can run. He's he's an athletic dude, so we need to keep him contained in the pocket. But fully expect the Bills to win this game 31-14, maybe 31-10. I just think they just dominate, and from a field position part, where the Jets go three and out, we should be able to get a lot more points there. I expect T-Bass to have a great game. And uh, that's it. This is just kind of one of those games where, you know, people are going to get some incentives. Uh, we're getting some points on the board. Um, by the way, here's another stat. Josh Allen and Tom Brady, they lead the league in total touchdowns, passing and running. Uh, Tom Brady has 42 total touchdowns. Josh Allen has 40. So depending on what happens with the Tampa game. I'm not sure if that game's on earlier that day. Maybe Josh Allen can lead the league in total touchdowns, which would be a pretty cool thing. Uh, we haven't had a quarterback do that ever or a player do that ever. So we'd love to see that as well. Look for that. And like I said, Diggs needs six catches, I believe for 100 catches. He'll be the first Bills receiver to do that in back-to-back seasons. Another tremendous feat from an amazing all-pro wide receiver. All right. So like I said, Bills are going to win 31-10. We're going next week. We got the Bengals going to lose. So cheer for the Browns. Chargers have to lose. 
So cheer for the Raiders, okay? Huge Browns fans, huge Raiders fans. That's what we're doing this weekend. We're rooting for those two teams, and everything's going to line up perfect for a beautiful 25-degree playoff game against the Las Vegas Raiders in Buffalo next weekend. You know what I'm talking about. I'll be there. I'll see you there. Let's do a shot together. Bills dudes, out.